Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Joshua 3. Israel crosses the Jordan. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out from Shethim and came to the Jordan, and they lodged there before they crossed. At the end of three days, the officers went through the midst of the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God with the Levitical priest carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before." Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over ahead of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of the people. Now the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. You shall moreover command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Then Joshua said to the sons of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will assuredly dispossess from you before you the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Perizzite, and Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you into the Jordan. Now then... Take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. It shall come about when the soles of the feet of the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan will be cut off. 
and the waters which are flowing down from above will stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and when those who carried the Ark came into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks all the days of harvest. The waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap, a great distance away to Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those which were flowing down toward the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, were completely cut off. So the people crossed opposite Jericho. And the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on the dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground, until all the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. When it comes to Joshua 3, I've heard a lot of people, uh, a lot of pastors that have talked about the fact that the town, the region where the water, as the Jordan dries up, it, it says it runs back, piles up into a heap. But all the way back to Adam or Adam, which is a town upstream. And then you have, uh, so it flows upstream. The flow is coming from Adam past this spot where they're going into Jericho or crossing over across from Jericho at the Jordan and uh, it flows out to this is talking about where it flows all the way back to uh, Adama or Adama which is um, right by the Dead Sea so you see it's splitting piling up in a heap and, and I've heard the pastors that have referred to bringing redemption or it's showing, symbolizing that now that they're coming into this promise, this is redeeming everything up to this point going back to Adam. And I've heard that. But think of this. Adam is, it means the son of the red earth or it means the ground or earth out of the earth. Adam is the origin of mankind. So that's an easy thing to trace back. But Adamah means dry and desolate, desert. So it's going from the very origin all the way until we're dried up and desolate. And crossing over here, the, the river is parting so they can travel on dry land and it is heaping up basically that redemption all the way backwards but also all the way forwards this is a promise that God had given the people this is a promise that God had given and it is something that was to be kept forever man has broken that promise man's behavior is called upon or brought in different consequences and circumstances that has broken that promise but this land was promised to the sons of Israel, the Hebrew nation, from early on. Told to Abram before he was even called Abraham. And there's, there should not be anything that man can do to take away what God has promised. So, I like to think that 
um, in, in certain circumstances. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit into medicine. So, if you're taking something, if we take something synthetically, something that's made synthetically, that goes rather, but it is also something that could be made naturally. Like, for example, if there is a, um, in our endocrine system, a uh, something that's produced like human growth hormone that is produced naturally within our body uh, or creatine, which is produced naturally within our body. And uh, there are ways that you can actually trigger, you can do things to trigger more creatine being created in your body. And also things that you can do to trigger more human growth hormone, HGH, to be produced in your body. Those are anti-aging and or growth um, hormones. So a lot of people who are wanting to maintain their youth, especially when you talk about athletics, or if they're wanting to grow uh, a lot of muscle, they'll look to take those two substances synthetically. Well, um, when they do take those things synthetically, the body reacts negatively towards it. And the area or the part of the endocrine system that produces, so the pituitary gland for one is an example, the pituitary gland, which produces the HGH, begins to malfunction. So they're putting something synthetic in their body that their body makes naturally. Isn't that like playing God? Rather than just doing the things that naturally help you to produce the HGH, you're going to take something that's made in a lab and have that put into your body. And then they found as a result, because early on it was just a thing. People started doing it. They started spraying it under their tongue. They started getting injections. They started taking pills, doing all kinds of things to get HGH into their body. And they found that young adults, young adults, 19 to 23 years of age who are taking HGH started to get brain tumors on their pituitary gland. Tumors, growths. And some of them died from it. Just think of that. How does that relate to this? God made us to work a specific way. God made our weather patterns to work a specific way. Yet we know that for a matter of fact now, as it has been finally, after everybody said, oh, if you say it, you're a lunatic. You're one of them conspiracy theorists. Well, now it's out in the open. They have flat out said they manipulate the weather. So if they have the power to manipulate the weather, then why are there still droughts? Because it's not about the weather. It's not about what's best for people. It's about money. But that's not the point. That's a nice side note. The point is this. When you start messing with what God has designed or God has ordained and planned, there's going to be consequences. When you start messing with your body, putting synthetic things in, in the place of natural things, you're going to mess with your body and there's going to be circumstances. And whenever you mess with the weather, there's going to be counter circumstances that come from trying to play God with the weather. Well, whenever you say 
I know it says in the Bible that God gave this land to these people, but where's God now? We should do what's best for all. When you start ignoring what God ordained, there's going to be consequences. And by the way, the more we do those things, the faster the pages flip to the end of the book. The faster we see the coming of the return of Jesus Christ. So, in our lives, rather than trying to play God, we should try to live as God made us to live. That's so much easier. He's the creator. He's the one who put us together. He's the one who created this world. He has put into place different things that allows us to be able to appreciate, to utilize, to have dominion over, but to have a life in this world. And when we try to play God, we're messing up either our personal life or we're messing up life around us. Relationship between nation and nation and kingdom and kingdom, which is how it's described in Revelation. The wars that will come. And by the way, in Revelation, it doesn't say nations versus nations. They're both singular. And it says kingdom versus kingdom. There's only two kingdoms. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. That's it. So Father, please, I pray your kingdom come. I pray that we could be doing things to live within the truth that you made us to be in. That we could be have the integrity of how we were made to be. That we could operate. We could um, live our lives. We could speak the words. We could do everything we're supposed to do within the confines of the plan that you set forth for us, which is written in the Bible. Father, I pray just clarity. I pray direction. And I pray that we could be vessels for your kingdom to come. As we know the battle is coming, that will be kingdom versus kingdom. And we know who will be victor. And we want to help that victory as best we can. And we want to have as many of the loved ones that we care about there with us on the right side. So guide our feet. Guide our, our uh, actions and be our words as we, we pray and live to bring your kingdom here. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. 
as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless. Thank you.